welcome to episode six of chatting with your enthusiastic host alexa carr i know i know i know i have not given you any content in a week and my people i'm not done with you yet you know that that was intentionally done to give you guys enough time to process and to absorb the wealth of information coming your way of course i'm not leaving you out we have other lovely topics to talk about before we get to season two like the role of nutrition in learning the effects of video games on learning we have all of these lovely things to talk about my people so we're not finished yet we're not going over to episode two as yet there's a lot more to learn about as it relates to the class room as it relates to your students as it relates to learning overall all right now i truly hope that all my listeners are doing good you're doing great right good to great to excellent i hope that you guys are keeping safe and i want to shout out to all my loyals lovers my supporters who have been asking me alexa what happened to the content i'm not hearing from you guys i cannot leave you like that right so my people come back with chat now on this week's episode we're talking about a learning disorder that goes by the name dysgraphia d-y-s-g-r-a-p-h-i-a now this maybe i didn't indicate it before d-y-s has to do with impairment all right graphia now has to do with the functions of the hand in writing now this disorder is one that is less common in our society but is very much common right dysgraphia is a learning disorder like i said before that affects your writing abilities and it can manifest in different forms right so it can come across and please standing alone this does not say that your child has dysgraphia but when they're coupled together now poor penmanship skills reverse spellings of words not being able to express oneself properly in writing and then you see certain behavioral attitudes coming with all of this then my people you have something to think about now in all honesty I came to discover this disorder um, roughly two years ago when I met this male student of mine at the, the, the age of 10 years and he could hardly construct a proper sentence but that wasn't the only trigger that had me concerned to say you know what something is definitely off here I mean it was quite a mind-boggling situation for me to be in because I mean that child he could read any book given to him and he could answer any questions thrown at him intellectually at that so my people it was a bit strange for me right the only thing was that he was not expressing himself whenever he was given something to write i mean it was as hard as asking him to take water in a basket trust me and i tried so many things to help him to the point that even i myself as a teacher i got frustrated and you know you reach out to him so many times and it's as if nothing that you do can get can get him to write and i thought to myself that no man this has to do with laziness and he just doesn't care so i reached out to his mother 
I reached out to his father and I, and I asked, how long has this been happening? What, what have you guys done? You know, did something happen in his childhood? And it was brought to my attention that it was happening for quite some years. And so I suggested to his mom that, listen, I need you to take him to get some psychiatric assessment. And you might be saying, handwriting, how, that, how does that go with psychiatric assessment? But it wasn't the handwriting alone that brought the concern to me. It wasn't the writing alone that was a challenge, but he was displaying some unusual behavior patterns from time to time that had me saying, no man, there is something else that is wrong here. You know, he would soil his clothes and whenever he went to the bathroom, he would come back with this stench on him. You know, did you wash your hands? No, I forgot. I would be teaching and as soon as I turn around, let's say I'm writing something on the board. As soon as I turn around, he's nowhere in his seat. And I know he didn't go through the door, where is he? So his classmates would say, Miss, he's under the table. He's over there. He's reading a book under the table. I'm like, okay, this is just weird. And then sometimes he'll be sitting down and he's just staring out of space and calling him, calling him. And then he just snaps back into reality. So I said, no man, something is going on here. You know, and I would spend a lot of time sitting beside him in the class to get him to write. The moment I sit beside him, he's alert, he's upbeat, he's writing. Not properly, you know, not perfectly, not legibly. But he starts to write and I say, all right then, he's back. But as soon as I get up, he would relapse. And this happened every time. So I had sleepless nights, I'm being honest here. I had sleepless nights wondering how I was going to help the student of mine. You know, as teachers, we come under scrutiny. We're always being assessed according to our performance and persons are looking down on us. So I'm saying this is really going to affect me. But I was really concerned about him as well. So I would have sleepless nights wondering, how am I going to help this boy? And it was then I decided that, listen, I'm going to go on this research journey. And that is where I discovered this graphia. And based on what I learned, I spoke to his parents and I suggested that they took him to be assessed. They have microcare in Kingston, right? And I think they have a branch in St. Anne's Bay as well. And I suggested that they took him there to get assessed to see if everything was okay with him. And when the results came back, he was in fact diagnosed with this graphia so my research it, it, it was of impact it was of use you know but when when the results came back he had already moved on into another grade but I as a teacher continued my investigation into this disorder so that you know if I should ever come up on another student displaying all of these symptoms then I would basically know how to deal with him right so what were all these symptoms that you know hiked my suspicion what what was i seeing that made me say no man there is something going on here so it came down to like i said before illegible illegible handwriting it was not legible at all right his words everything basically looked circular on paper it seems as if he was doing a lot of circles and there was no space in his handwriting. Everything looked more like preschool scribbling, everything joined on together. And I couldn't figure out the pattern. Was he writing cursive? Was he doing scripts? I just don't know. 
and then some of his words they were backwards some were overlapping i just could not make out anything at all and then the way that he held his pencil you know he held it in a rather awkward manner and you know despite me showing him repeatedly consistently over and over again how to grip his pencil he would go right back to doing the same thing as soon as i left him on his own and then another time i would write content on the whiteboard and then the the moment the moment i turn around he's completely zoned out nothing in his book and then i would sit beside him and i would encourage him and i said come on man start writing nothing to be afraid about nothing to be afraid of you know but then as soon as i left him he would zone out again and then nothing at all sometimes he would just disappear from his seat like i said and he's gone nothing in his book and then other times i would ask him to read what he wrote and trust me if you hear him reading what he wrote down fluent well put together you know everything that he said is on point everything but nothing is being reflected on paper all i can see being reflected are grammatical errors mixed up words overlapping letters and and poor spelling so you could understand my frustration and my concern here so basically in his mind he knows exactly what he's saying but on paper something totally totally different is being portrayed right and i just couldn't understand it there were days that i honestly wanted to cry right i mean this needed to have been addressed earlier why was this now on me until his mother called me one day and said you know teacher you are a gift from god you are patient and i am willing to work with you because i care about my son so much and you're the only person i see who wants to help him and so again i started my quest about this dysgraphia dysgraphia right now what is this dysgraphia now the cause of dysgraphia is still not fully known but it is linked according to my research it is linked to orthographic coding now everybody everybody that is normal has some orthographic coding that is going on inside the brain now it refers to one's ability to store unwritten words into working memory so a normal individual would be able to look at a word and write it down from memory so they look on it and it is stored in their memory and they could reproduce it on paper all right so these persons would have excellent orthographic memory processing skills whereas this child now who is suffering from dysgraphia they would find immense challenge in doing so all right they are challenged when it comes to analyzing letters in certain words and putting them together to create a permanent memory of the written word linking them to their pronunciation and meaning now it can also present in adulthood but this often happens when they encounter um, when they have certain accidents or whenever they encounter stuff like a stroke or stuff like that then they can have that disorder in their adult stage but when they're young this is how it basically comes about it has to do with their orthographic skills now um, dysgraphia might present itself with other learning disorders such as dyslexia that we spoke about earlier on in the season and it can um it can also come along with certain behavioral disorders such as ADHD, 
which is pretty much which pretty much explained to me why he was not able to focus for long in class and trust me as i read and i go along i started to feel better in myself my capabilities as a teacher now this disorder i further learned that once it is diagnosed by professionals it could actually be treated with medication all right so again my people like other learning disorders this one is very crucial and it needs to be diagnosed at an early stage the necessary interventions must be done to help these kids so that another person doesn't end up in a situation like me unknown because this child was coming from a grade one or grade two or grade three why is it that when he got to me i didn't know about this his mother didn't know about this so these things guys they need to be done they need to be assessed from an early stage once you see all these things presenting themselves you need to take them to get proper evaluation to get them assessed to rule out all of these things and like i said before you can do so in Jamaica you have microcare and you have other facilities that are there to assess and to help these children find out about them the man take them and get them assessed some people I'm gonna leave you right here with this bit of information I'm going to come up now with some of those um, not the symptoms I'm gonna come up with the diagnosis and let you know how to know help these students to develop because other than um, this calculator and dyslexia this one can greatly be improved with the right techniques so my people listen up for episode 7 I'm going to be talking about all of these things that you can do to help children suffering from dysgraphia and then like I said before we're going to move on on nutrition and its impact on learning and then we're going to move over and talk about video games and the impact on learning so my people whichever county you're from whichever hemisphere you're from whichever country you're from my people what good to soon chat